Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Yes, sir. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Not a matter if, matter when you visit the website. Be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. And while you're strapped up, saddle up in a new ride from Roper Kia. Check out their inventory online. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, going to save you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. $1,000. No questions asked. A nice hassle-free buying experience. Again, that's Roper Kia right here in Joplin, Missouri. Absolutely. Once you have that new ride, at some point you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, like I said, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit their website as well at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Not a matter of matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. So once again, get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And welcome into the show. Happy Thursday slash Friday to those of you listening. We appreciate you. As always, uh, football heavy show. And we're going to get into some NFL draft talk. I can't believe how fast this NFL season is going. It's uh, We're almost halfway over. Yeah, I mean, tread deadline's right here. And, I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about how October, I should say you specifically, talk about how October is just the best time of the year, mainly for sports. We're about to go into 27 straight days of NFL or college football. That's a glorious time of year. 27 straight days. 27 straight days. People are playing on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Yeah, you get that matching on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I saw some talk earlier this week even of how the NFL is kind kind of taking over that college football window. Like, for you, we've talked about it before. To me, Thursday nights used to be college football night. I can remember being a young kid and be like okay thursday night there's college football on now i would say for even your generation thursday night has it's an nfl night yeah i don't remember i know there's college games at play but for me it's never been anything like worth watching mm-hmm. like i've never you know got to a thursday like Ooh, what college teams are playing tonight? They it's did always, you, what's the nfl game it feels like they used to put some better games on a thursday night yeah Whereas now it's it's not great. I think the game this Thursday is even like Virginia Tech is playing North Carolina State. Ten years ago, that was a pretty good matchup. But Virginia <laughs> Tech, five years ago maybe even, Virginia Tech just has not been that marquee matchup or name in the ACC. And then NC State, their quarterback's hurt. So even they're ranked number 24 right now. I don't think they're the 24th best team in the nation. But it's kind of wild how quickly that has transitioned to the NFL, and now we're seeing it even more uh, Black Friday. going to have NFL games on Black Friday, which will be interesting. That's always been a college football day as well. It, it seems like there used to be a partnership between college football and the NFL. Now they're like, nah, we are the NFL. We are going to make billions of dollars. And if we have to put a game on Tuesday night and risk injuring 106 players, we will do it. 
because we are all about making money here in the NFL. Uh, Interesting thing, though, going on with the NFL, a little bit of a theme almost, is that the backup quarterbacks in the NFL are kind of taking over. Time to put some respect on their name. Chase Daniel, still pissed, (laughs) but everyone else doing all right. Right, and I, I still live by my theory. He might not be as happy as everybody thinks he is. I mean, that's my that that's my look at you and be like, "Hey, shut up," because you should be. <laughs> right. You're fine. <laughs> you might not be as happy as everyone thinks. You better be happy. If you're not happy, go to the XFL. Go to the XFL and just be the star. How good there. do you think he would be if I he went to the pretty, XFL? He, I think he might be solid. He's personable. He would be a good face. He's got a good voice. He's good on and off the field. He's a family man. He was a college legend. That's what the I am XFL talking about him as a player. Dreaming about. <laughs> Huh? I am talking about him as a player. As a player, I, I mean, he's older, right? But, I mean, we're seeing guys like Taylor Heineke. I don't mm-hmm. think he's much better than what Chase Daniel is. I think Chase Daniel's better than Heineke. Yeah, I think he would be great. The XFL would love that. I wonder, like, that's a fun game. Like, who could dominate in the XFL? Carson Wentz could. <laughs> yeah, he should. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Bailey Zappi is an interesting guy. Because I think that his trajectory was kind of like, yeah, you'll be a good XFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, a small school kid, transferred to Western Kentucky. Yep. Not a football powerhouse by any means. But then has one hell of a season, ends up getting drafted pretty high, and now it kind of feels like the Patriots might have a little bit of a quarterback controversy on their hands. I mean, watching that game <laughs> Monday night, I know we said, hey, not going to watch this game. I got sucked into started and I started watching it because I was mm-hmm. I saw everyone on Twitter's like man, the crowd is starting to get chant zappy zappy and it's just boom Mac Jones is throwing an interception after he just previously kicked someone in the nuts. Same player comes back, boom one hand interception, and mm-hmm. then after that here comes Bailey Zappy, boom boom they score twice. It's like holy smokes, where's Mac Jones going to play at next year? Right. I asked a question on Twitter. I thought it pretty put a pretty good list of teams out there, and everyone's just like. Pfft. Who even knows? Some people kept trying to Did tell me put, the Colts. Um, off the top of my head, I was going to say, the Colts five, is one seven. that I saw where a, uh, there was even like the meme going around of him walking down the hallway at the draft, mm-hmm. and it said Mac Jones on his way to start for the Colts next year. Hey, we'll see. <laughs> that's Sam Allinger's job. And that's <laughs> right. what I kept telling everybody because I gave the list of teams for of the Commanders, the Panthers, mm-hmm. the Raiders, the ties to old Mr. McDaniels, their head coach who was in yeah. New England last year, and then if he would just stay with the Patriots. So those are my four options. And people are just like, hey, uh, maybe he just wishes he could go back to Alabama. Too late on that. And then other people, like Sorry. we just said, kept going to the Colts. I was like, Sam Ellinger, he's already there. Yeah, and that's another one. The Mac Jones-Bailey-Zappy thing, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Wild Bill doesn't exactly do a good job managing the quarterback controversy. Like, he lucked into Tom Brady, which is great. He didn't handle it well. I so we'll see what happens with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I'm sticking to my theory here. Bill Belichick did not luck into Tom Brady. He lucked into Giselle. God. They I all know where you're going with this. Because I even saw, I don't know how much of a rumor mill it was. I don't remember where exactly I saw it. I think it was actually a Barstool app where it was just like uh, yeah. breaking news rumor. Giselle has an ultimatum to Tom Brady. Uh, it's either going to be a divorce or you retire. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Barstool. I never know if it's real. I know. Sometimes they do. Like even the the part of my take guys will like break news sometimes or they'll have like guys announce their retirements or signings Mm -hmm. and things like that. 
I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know if it's serious. It's so hard. I would love to, to reach that level where I can say something and people are like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I used to make some pretty wild claims on Twitter. I'd, I'd do the vague tweets. I haven't sent a vague tweet in a while. I should. It's, it's trade deadline Especially season. trade season. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is vague tweet season. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's definitely. Per source. <laughs> Psych. No Just source. let one rip. Let one rip. <laughs> let a couple rip tonight. Yeah, uh, we'll send some. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Bailey Zappi. I don't have anything against Mac Jones. A lot of people were hard on him, so he's kind of one of those guys that I found myself rooting for. But I think I like Bailey Zappi more. I like the story. I do too. The unknown and, kid, and now he gets to start for the Patriots. And I'm not a Patriots hater, so I kind of like the story of like, hey, here's a backup quarterback who's going to come in and take the job. And the other thing too with Bailey Zappi is like they scored quick, but he's also putting his guys in position to make mm-hmm. plays. Like Devontae Parker had a, I think it was like a 45 yard shot where he just let Devontae go up and get it, and he put it right to where only he could. Yeah. And he did. And he comes down and the crowd goes wild. And it's like that's the difference right now between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi is Mac Jones is trying too hard to make things happen, and Bailey Zappi is just letting it come to him. I mean, we were looking at that offense for a couple weeks and saying, man, this is Matt Patricia. He sucks. Yes. Bailey Zappi came in and scored a lot of points. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. I watch a lot of football. I like to think I know a little bit about it. That one, I don't know. Sam Ellinger, though, is the name that you mentioned. And uh, my Twitter blew up the other day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yours did as well. I saw us getting tagged in a lot of stuff. People DMing like we didn't see it. Like <laughs> I got, I've got the notifications yeah, on. I, mean, I do appreciate the tags and the DMs. I do have uh, most notifications on. <laughs> Sam Ellinger named the starter for the Indianapolis Colts, and that wasn't that wasn't like shocking to me. Like it was a, a little bit of a surprise, but it wasn't super shocking. The shocking part for me was the fact that they named him the starter for the rest of the season. Yes, like. That was the part that – it was cool to see that he got the start, but you can almost feel like, okay, at what point are they done giving Matt Ryan an opportunity here because mm-hmm. it's just not working out well. It's yeah. just clearly it, not. Turning to, like, Nick Foles, that's not going to do anything for no. you. That's not going to excite We know who Nick room. Foles is. We've seen him after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Nick Foles is Nick Foles. And now he's just old. Yes. So I do – I agree with the Colts' method here. It might not be anything good. That's a win, though. Yeah. And like, if you're is, drafting higher – Sam Ellinger did look good in preseason, and a lot of people are going to come back with the argument of, well, he's playing against third stringers. Yep. That's cool. Let's see what he's like against first stringers then. Yeah. Because he dominated the third stringers. And that was always my thing with Ellinger. I know that we'll probably sound a little bit biased because he's a Texas guy. I never thought he had the NFL arm. I honestly thought that he might have to do that Taysom Hill role, and maybe that's what he's doing. I, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to write that off yet. But he's such a character guy, just a hard worker that I knew he was going to get a chance in the NFL before too long. I, this was maybe a little bit sooner than I thought even. But I knew that he was going to get his chance eventually to be a starter in the NFL. Now he gets it with the Colts, and obviously I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I hope it's good. I, and I do. I think we're still going to see a lot of QB power. I think there's going to be a new dynamic for the Colts, and it's going to leave defenses with the whole, like, okay, let's just try and treat him like we did in college, you know, or how he plays. And that might work for a little bit, but I also think, or like, I would like to think that his arm has gotten stronger and that he's become more accustomed to an NFL offense mm-hmm. and what to look for. And, you know, maybe that's really what separates college from the NFL. Well, you he know, did Texas have Tom to Herman Colts. as his head coach. Exactly. So, and he more? never developed at Texas either. He did not. Like, he and I the same guy from for freshman that. to senior year. And there were, Hell, he might have been better as a freshman. Of it. it was like flashes of like, okay, hey, like, cool, let's keep building on that. And then mm-hmm. it just never happened. Never. So 
maybe it can here because in preseason he did look sharp. It felt like all the way around in the pocket, on the run, making plays with his legs. Like, mm-hmm. And with Matt Ryan, that offensive line has just not been good for Indianapolis. I feel bad for the guy. And I Matt really Ryan thought. is a statue back there. He cannot move and be mobile. And, you know, I think that they probably looked at it and said, Nick Foles can't either. Let's put in Ellinger. Maybe we'll win some games because he can at least move around a little bit. And, you, I don't know, run the option with him and Jonathan Taylor. I heard Pat McAfee talking about it, but it's just Sam Ellinger is built like a freaking brick house. I mean, and he, and he used to be a lot thicker. Solid. I think that at one point in his career, he was probably 6'1", 6'2", every bit of 245 pounds. I think he's down to like 225 now. But when he was like a freshman, sophomore at Texas, that boy was thick. You think he was 245? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, his freshman year, he was listed at 230 at Texas, like coming into Texas. So is that what I would look like if I got down to 230? I'm 40 pounds heavier than that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You are the same height. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy because when we we have met him, we do have Mm -hmm. a picture with him. I was a thick boy in that picture. It's not a good picture of me, but we're not focused on me. We're focused on Sam. (laughs) It was just like he walked up and I was like, damn, this dude's fucking tall. And he looks small in the field. Well, and that's the thing with NFL uh, professional athletes. They don't measure with shoes on. Yeah. That is, that's a six foot two with flat foot. And the thing is, he was taller than me. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. It's, they, I, people call me big country. Like, man, you're a big dude. I'm just like, I'm not. The people that we talk about are so much bigger than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, they yeah. made it and I did not. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very excited about Sam Ellinger though. And then another backup that's um, getting some play too. PJ Walker uh, came out. I believe the Panthers won last week. Yes. I think. And, but now the thing is that Baker Mayfield is healthy. He, he can play. He's not going to, though. He is going to be the backup for this game. P.J. Walker getting another look. And at this point, if you're the Panthers, your team's like the Colts, you might as well. Like, kind of like we've said, with Baker Mayfield, you know who he is. He's not going to get you to the playoffs. And even if you do get to the playoffs, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Like, this team's not winning a Super Bowl. You're kind of punting on this season. You are, you're tanking now. So you might as well give a guy like P.J. Walker a shot. And I feel like the Colts are doing the same thing. I love Sam Ellinger. They're tanking. They want to lose as many games as possible, and they're turning into a young quarterback. And, having, and you know, sticking with the Panthers real quick, they did beat the Buccaneers last week 21-3. to So that was a pretty upsetting win for the Buccaneers. Upsetting loss, I should say, for the Buccaneers. With that, though, back to the Colts, like – what is the future of your head coach and general manager? Like, gone? at some point, like, yeah, you just... And has anybody in the history of football ever gotten a more raw deal? Like, for Chris Ballard. Yes. He was, like, set up to where he could go almost anywhere he wanted to. But he was so picky that he said, I want to stay somewhere in the Midwest, and I want to go somewhere that already has a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he found the perfect spot. And the Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck. What did and then Andrew Luck fucked him over? <laughs> and I get it. Do what you got to do. You don't want to play, retire. You really, you kind, you kind of hurt your guy, Chris Ballard. Like, dude, what did did he just not share one of those posts on Facebook with Jesus, where it's like share this post or have seven yeah. years of bad send this luck. email in ten seconds. He's hitting send at eleven. Yeah, <laughs> wish not granted. 
Chris Ballard, I'm so sorry, man. And I still think Ballard can be a good GM. I, he will probably get another opportunity. I think he's probably done with the Colts. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Because I do think that even ownership can look at that and say, like, we had a really good thing here. Oh, I mean, they still, we've missed on the quarterback a couple times. In a in a sense, they do because Chris Ballard's put so many pieces on that team everywhere else. I mean, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Darius mm-hmm. Leonard, or whatever. Trade for now. Buckner. I mean, right? Is there Michael Pittman Jr. He's he's got some good pieces that they've drafted, but the quarterback position in the quarterback position is the hardest one to find. And he again, just keeps he had getting it. screwed over. <laughs> he had it. And then he didn't. <laughs> and they've, they've tried to do it. I think they've done a good job. They've tried to do it with Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz. That one didn't work out. And then um, Matt Ryan this year. Yeah. They're not in a position to draft a quarterback, so they've kind of tried to do it this way. It's not really working either. So now I think that they're both teams, Panthers and Colts. You're trying to lose as many games as you can so you can draft a quarterback. Are we all under the same understanding, though, and on the same page? Like, okay, this isn't Chris, or, yeah, Ballard's fault. And it's not Frank Wright's fault at all either. Yeah, I think both like, of them are. Just like, okay, I think Frank Wright is going to get fired. Really? But yeah, I I do think that I would I would give him another chance if I'm an NFL team. I would look at it and say like, man, you guys had a lot going on. You got a raw deal. When if you're the Panthers, your fingers are crossed that they fire him. He's like, please. <laughs> yeah. Except for if I'm Frank Wright, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to a team that has a quarterback. <laughs> it's not going to be this Carson Wentz stuff. I'm not taking old ass Philip Rivers. Yeah. Draft me a rookie. Draft him one, <laughs> and I want to say in it. Yeah, do like Doug Peterson did, maybe. Like, yeah. oh, you guys drafted a really good quarterback last year? Yeah, I'll come. I'll yeah. come back. <laughs> I'll wait I'll a do year. This. Yeah, it is. They, I do think the Colts uh, is a rough situation. I, I think that Colts fans have probably forgiven Andrew Luck. Maybe the season's making them hate him again. <laughs> and I, I know, like, he had to do what he, he wanted to do. And I'm happy for him. Man, he... Pretty responsible for taking that organization. Oh, I mean, just took them all the way down to the mud. Like, kick, like they're down, and he's just still kicking them. Oh, you yeah. thought that was your quarterback? Goofy wrong. little smile in his book club. Like, oh, yeah. how are the Colts doing? <laughs> oh, they're really bad still. I, I kind of always thought that he might come back, but it's been. Didn't he go to school to be an architect? Seasons. So he knows how Probably. to build. He knows how to build things up, like he did with the Colts. Huh? And then when he's done with it. I'm going to knock it down. Yeah, he obviously knows how to tear it down, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, absolutely wild. Um, how about this one, though? Another quarterback that we love to talk about, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I've never been uh, so out on a player before this, I in cannot, my entire life. Every time I think about it, I can just not help but just start dying laughing because we all saw the report. They're on their way to London, and Russell Wilson spends four of the eight hours of the fight doing stretching, and the mm-hmm. high knee workout type of deal. And I listened to his little interview segment that he did where he's like, yeah, you know, first couple hours. Uh, he, and he breaks it all down. Right. And it's like, is this Cam Newton explaining his morning routine? Like I wake up exactly. at 3 a.m. and uh-huh. cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But it's just first couple hours, you know, I'm watching film. And then yeah, after breaking that, it down, take a little nap. Yeah. And then the next four hours. <laughs> How I many hours is stretching. it? It's like he's asking, like, let me make sure I calculated all the hours that I need. What to. does my trainer always say? Be prepared. <laughs> Like he's almost gone full James Winston with mm-hmm. this. It's so And then bad. four hours of treatment and doing high knees in the Could you imagine trying to be asleep on a plane you just hear <laughs> How pissed would you be? Like One, two, three, four, five, six. I th- he also said that he doesn't even get jet lag. You're traveling eight hours in a plane. You are in a different country. And you're gonna be like, No, I've traveled so much I don't get jet lag. 
You don't get tired from time change? Like, if I travel, on, if gosh, I just take Tom, a normal flight, I've never been uh, to Europe, so I don't know. But if I just take like a normal, long flight, I'm tired, regardless of the time. Like, it does. It just takes the energy well, I don't know. Maybe you're not if you're stretching and doing all these high knees. Like, you're, I don't... Like your brain and your body is just pumping and working, so you don't have an opportunity to get tired. And you it, work out in the middle of a flight, you're ready to go. I don't, I don't believe it for a second. I don't. And I love the fact that he's even like, oh, everybody else, they're all knocked out. You know, they're all sleeping. I, sw- I, like, I swear to God, I did it. This is the equivalent of like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. She just goes to a different school. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I did it. You guys were just asleep. You didn't see it. Like, I was doing it, though. I want hours. someone else on the team to be like, yeah, he was fucking doing high knees. You know how hard it is trying to take a nap or prepare or alone watch film and you got someone doing high knees in your peripheral vision? <laughs> right. Ridiculous. I'm sure that it's a very nice plane that they took over there. Surely. Everyone's got but a first-class seat, hopefully, in some way, shape, or form. It's still not going to be nice enough for somebody to be doing high knees. Not down the middle of the plane. It's just the I, – I just keep imagining, like, the, the sound of his feet on the bottom of the plane as he's going down the aisle. And, like, let's say you're half asleep and you hear it and you're like, what is that noise coming towards me? And you open your eyes and it's Russell Wilson. Just arms pumping, high knees all the way up to his chest. Is he doing them fast or is he doing, like, a high knee, hold it, throw your leg down fast, other leg yeah. up? And is it just it's like, like explosive high knees yes. or just like your fifth graders, shoulders back? High knees. Holding your hands up, knees to your hands or to your palms. Yeah. I don't know. I will say, I wonder how long before – he loses this locker room. Like, we talk about that with coaches sometimes. This might have done it. Like, I'm trying to fucking sleep, Russ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quit. like, I supported you when you uh, wore your own jersey to the stadium. <laughs> that was fine. Like, it was I loved me. corny, but, like, I get it. Maybe your wife is dressing you, and she doesn't really know that that's tacky. And some of the, like, the Broncos country let's ride thing. Supported you through that one. But at some point, if you're Cortland Sutton... You gotta be wondering what's going on. And I think, you know, what I'm seeing with the NFL and specifically with Russell Wilson, a lot of people put up with his, his bullshit when he was good. Yeah. A lot of people quickly tearing him down now that he's he's not good. He looks bad this year. Mm-hmm. And now you know, the bullshit of the I was doing high knees on the plane. Hey, man, no, you weren't. And I also think people need to go back a lot of years. We need to apologize to Richard Sherman. Oh, the, yeah, and the entire Seahawks defense, yep. because a lot of people are like, why don't these guys like him? We're all seeing it now. And I'm, I don't know what my take was at the time, but like, it is that they were hard on him. Nobody in the locker room really liked him. Thought he was corny. Yep. And they were right. They yep. were 100% right. So anyone that ever uh, called Richard Chairman like a bad leader or anything like that, you were wrong. You need to apologize. Yeah. So if I did... I apologize. And I do wonder if this is like a corny sense of just being cheesy all the time with everybody, and that's just truly who he is, or is he only corny and cheesy when the camera's on? Like mm-hmm. Michael Scott, right? Yeah. Like Michael Scott, he sees the camera's on, he's going to act a certain way. He doesn't date know the Mike. camera's on him. He's Michael Scott. Like He's just like, okay, he's not acting that way. Is that how he's Russell date is? Russ. Yeah. He's like, if he doesn't know the cameras are on, he's just probably like a normal dude that's okay. But as soon as those camera comes on, the camera comes on, mm-hmm. the Kangol comes out. And then you've got Date Mike right there <laughs> in front of you. I don't know. It's, it's bad. I haven't been the biggest Russell Wilson fan for a long time, but I cannot stand him anymore. Like, even it's like, getting tough. I just can't help but laugh because I just yeah. think it's so obnoxious. And it's, it is. It's the fact that he's not good 
at football this year. No, if he comes out this weekend and just tears it up, all right, well, I'll take a couple steps back. But right now, it's like, man. I'm the kind of guy you got to show me twice. <laughs> if he comes out and he's good this weekend, okay, that's fine. Do it again. <laughs> like, then maybe I will start to be Are like, they playing the right. Jags? Is that who they're playing? The, yeah, the Jaguars in London. So home game for the Jaguars. Why don't yeah, the Jaguars are probably going to win. It feels like they play there every year. They do. They legitimately have it. Like, just move them. Nobody's going to those Jaguar games. Most fans, I feel like, you're watching TV. I know mm-hmm. ticket sales are a huge thing. I don't think you're getting a lot of ticket sales in Jacksonville. I it, know. They've got tarps on the top rows of their stadium. <laughs> right? Nobody's swimming in that pool. I don't know. They should probably just move them over there, but they do. They play 8.30 on – it's on ESPN+. Plus. Ooh. Who's doing that game? Troy and Joe? No, it's going to be uh... – Can I say another controversial thing? Yeah. The Manning cast is bad. So I haven't watched it the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> I'm, yeah. And I don't know why, but I almost feel like I have to agree with you because I've not been interested in watching it, and I'm not seeing any good clip-outs from it. So Right. There's nothing good going on anymore, apparently, to that. Yeah. So last year I watched it, and I, I liked it. And I was like, okay, these guys are, once they get the hang of it, they're going to be pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. They're not getting the hang of it. Even trying to watch it on Monday, they had some, they had some really good guests. They had Barack Obama on there. They had Bill Burr and one other person, Vince Vaughn. I like all three of those people. They had Vince Vaughn on? Yeah. Damn, I didn't see him. So I and I missed the Obama one, so I'm watching. It's like that's fine. Bill Burr's here. I will watch that. He is hilarious. They don't know how to interview people. They've I think they've been on the other side of the microphone for so long that they just don't really do it. It's there's so many awkward pauses that I felt like even Bill Burr was like, I have to keep talking. Because nobody's filling this void here. So I'm just <laughs> gonna keep riding with these comments. I'll ask some questions, do but it's just... still it's very awkward. Do they keep getting lost in the fact that they're doing an interview but also watching the football game? Mm-hmm. I feel like they can't multitask in that way, which is understandable. I feel like that's a really hard thing to do. And it is, it's an interesting way to view a game because the priority should probably be the interview and then, oh, here's what happened yeah. in the game, something big. But it's, it's still very choppy. You can tell that they're not in the same room. It's just it's, it's not good. And I wonder if they're going to continue to do it. Because even last year, I, I even said it on here, I thought that it might take over the, the main broadcast mm-hmm. because I thought they would learn how to do it. Like even last year when Peyton started, it's like they didn't know how to throw it to a commercial break. Yeah. Their timing was terrible. He'd be like mid-sentence and then they'd be like, commercial break. I mean, you hear the producer in three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's been, it has been rough. I have not watched much of it. I watched a little bit of the Bill Burr part. I didn't even make it to the Vince Vaughn part. I was pretty upset that I missed the Obama stuff. <laughs> but I just I don't think that that's really taken off the way that I thought it would. Maybe I, my expectations were too high. But I thought they would be able to figure it out. And it's just it's not really happening yeah. for the Mannings. But thank God for Cooper Manning and his production of Arch Manning. I still <laughs> yes. love that family. Can't wait for that. And it did make me appreciate and like Eli more. Like he showed some personality that was good, but I still I don't know that this thing's gonna work with the Manning telecast, especially if it's if it's heading the way like you say it is. I I would like to see it be successful, as I'm sure you. Or would you as know, well. if, yeah, if, if uh, maybe I'm not their target audience, and maybe you know there are other people out there that absolutely love it, 
and get the insight of Peyton and Eli and what yeah. they're doing. I, I think that they're great. I, I really do like both of them. It's just not for me. I don't know that I'm going to try it again. And also, another controversial take, I like Joe Buck. <laughs> I do too. And like, maybe uh, the, we're like the only people that do. <laughs> and maybe that's the one thing that's kind of put it, sending us this direction is because we actually like listening to those two call a game. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want to hear the choppiness of the Mannings when I want to get a professional broadcast booth right here with these two. Yeah. Yep. Um, a couple other news tidbits. Uh, Jamar Chase. I saw reports that he might be out indefinitely, uh, but he is he's definitely going to be out for a while. I saw other reports that he might be out four to six weeks with a hip injury. The good news is they said that it's not going to require a surgery. That's just – anytime you talk about a hip with an athlete, that's, that's scary stuff. That's yeah. a, a lingering, like, injury that just is hard to get rid of, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I would rather tear an ACL than hurt my hip. <laughs> Coming well, from a guy with you knees. Would, dog. Your knees are toast. <laughs> I know you never tore your ACL, but like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not good, and that's how serious I think hips are. I, I was working out one time. And it was a very long time ago, obviously. And I was doing some hip flexor, like stretches or something. And this gym bro came up to me. He was like, hey, dude, don't even worry about exercising your hips. They're not important. And I took my headphones at the time off, and I said, what? <laughs> he said, don't worry about exercising your hips. Like, you don't use your hips. Like, are you you're still playing sports or anything like that? And I was like, yeah, because I didn't know what the guy was talking about. He's like, yeah, don't even worry about exercising your hips. That has stuck with me my entire life. This has probably been 15 years ago. <laughs> like, don't exercise your hips. You are... You were dumb. Yeah. Do Please you just not want any mobility. Stop like, talking to me. <laughs> yeah. like, you look at anything now, it's like, like work on your core every workout, which includes your hips and lower back. <laughs> yeah, and right. Thighs. Yes. Like, okay, man, you go back and do more bicep curls. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stretch my hips over hey, here. Go ahead and scratch your shin real quick. So you got to bend your knees. <laughs> yeah. It, like any athletic move you do and not that i was like trying to be an athlete at that point in my life but (laughs) still sticks with me so uh, hopefully jamar chase gets better it it felt like the Bengals were kind of starting to get back to their old form and then uh, this is going to hurt i guess good news is if you're a Bengals fan they have great receivers yeah you still got tyler boyd t higgins Mm -hmm. yep Yep. and they can get that offense probably going but it does suck to see a young up-and-coming player uh, get injured like that and then also tomorrow's a big day Tomorrow's the day. Call well, dinner. here's the thing. It's come out early for some players. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because Kyler's probably playing I'm, it right I'm so now. glad I saw you just write it in. I'm so glad it's in here because we heard last week the Chiefs beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Fourth quarter, Chiefs offense just exploded. They scored like three touchdowns. Loved watching it. But at the end of the game, Juju has a post-game interview, and he was like, I think they asked him, it's like, you know, what you know helped you guys? You were so much more like, connection this week. He's like because we played me, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and MVS played Call of Duty together. And MVS was like, we absolutely did. He's telling the truth. Travis Kelsey hops on his podcast, promotes it. Patrick Mahomes gets on, promotes it as well. And so it made me start to think. Now, what's the difference between the great Patrick Mahomes and the great Travis Kelsey playing video games with MVS and Judas Schuster? between Kyler Murray doing it and becoming a distraction. And I have the answer for you. Because when you play video games as Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS, you get to play with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. 
it's cool that they're playing with you. This is like when you're as a kid and you get your dad to come play with you and he has no idea what he's doing. He's just happy to be there and you're happy that he's there as well. But it's not his full attention. He knows he's got to go to work tomorrow, pay the bills. Kyler Murray is the professional gamer that is having to drag people along. Where it's like, dude, come on. Like, you don't know what you're doing. I know so how like, to do it's this. So like when Patrick Mahomes dies in Call of Duty, it's like, ah, oh, good try, man. Yeah, it's like, don't even worry about it. We Kyler Murray is like rage quitting. Exactly. Patrick I Mahomes doesn't say, know where he's at on the map. <laughs> Kyler's like, dude, fucking get over here. You're in the wrong spot. I think the difference between Patrick Mahomes playing video games and Kyler Murray is that Patrick Mahomes probably did all the work that he was supposed to, and then he has like, <laughs> ah, I've got free time. Yeah, we're here. It's a free Friday night. <laughs> Kyler Murray is like procrastinating yeah i'll do that afterwards i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump online for like 30 minutes after this game mom i swear and then i'll do my homework like i'm supposed to he's got cliff uh, on the phone i swear like i did half of it it's like already. those straight kennedy videos when he's acting as a middle schooler he's like god mom. i'm taking a brain break okay and when i'm done i will finish my homework that's probably what kyler is doing but it will be interesting i've been waiting for this for like six months i don't remember when this news came out but i've been waiting for it for forever not because I play Call of Duty, but because I know somewhere in Arizona, tiny-ass little Kyler Murray is getting his game on right now. And I don't mean football. And they're playing. They play the Vikings 12 o'clock Sunday. That's a big game. And they're away. They're at Minnesota. He's in the hotel room playing, oh, yeah. He's playing in, it right now. He might be on the plane. Russell yeah. Wilson doing high knees on the plane. Kyler Murray dropping in. Call of Duty <laughs> on the flight. Have you seen that picture? I think Bleacher Report put it on Instagram, and it was when the NBA season started, and it was like when LeBron started his career versus now. And when LeBron was walking into like his first training camp or whatever, he had like a PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. and he was carrying it with all the cords, and like they edited it with um, PlayStation 5. Yes. I feel like that's actually Kyler Murray, though. He's carrying in his Xbox or whatever. He's got it with him. He's playing it. When he Haven't plays. you told the story that there was a player that would buy an Xbox or PlayStation everywhere he went and would just leave it? Mm, not I me. I feel like, I don't know. I thought it was either the story, but I have heard the story that there was a player, I believe, in the NFL who would just buy a PlayStation or Xbox everywhere he went, and then he would just leave it because he didn't want to have to take it with him or worry about it. Sounds like something Joe Mixon would do. <laughs> I think it was a defensive <laughs> player, but I would not be surprised if Joe Mixon was doing the same thing. Right. That guy in video games, the stories I've heard on him, it's crazy. Me up. You know, when I was a kid growing up, back in my day, video games were like for children. Like, if you were an adult, you did not play video games. Well, the thing is, us kids grew up. Right. Video games, still mm-hmm. cool. Now we can make money playing them. Even you know, even me, I, I still play video games. Not not often, but uh, occasionally. Like, I have gaming systems. I'll I'm fire them up. For you. you got a PS5 now. Yeah. I'm still upset. I just learned about this. <laughs> I want to come over and play it. <laughs> the, the embarrassing part is that I've had it for like two months. I've played it two times. Well, I've been over at your house multiple times, and I never even saw it. No, they're giant. They're so big. It's like I just want to look at it. I just want to be like, that's PS5. Damn, that's cool. I've not seen one in person yeah. yet. Oh, really? No. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I can flex on them hoes because... You know, Loda, would you just look at that? That's nice. In my like my entertainment center is what uh, we used to call them. I don't know if that's still the term. I think so, yeah. I have a PlayStation 3. So what? that I can play college football still. Oh, yeah. Okay, I did not I have a PlayStation 4, and I have a PlayStation 5. Your boy is L-I-V-I-N, <laughs> living. <laughs> I don't even know if all of them are plugged in right now, but I do have <laughs> all of them working. I need to go to, like, a garage sale and find, like, a PlayStation and PlayStation 2. 
Yeah, I have a little PlayStation One that has uh, multiple games on it. It's kind of like a like a newer version of it. It's like you just buy mm-hmm. the system and kind of plug yeah. it in. And you get like twenty games with it. Mm-hmm. Bought it for twenty bucks from Best Buy in Kansas City. It's still in the box. I've not unplugged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. But it is weird because I can remember even my older brothers getting a little bit old and them being like, I don't play video games anymore. And they were like 18. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, don't do that anymore. Like, you're a loser for playing video games. I'm like, well, I'm 10, bitch. So <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> but then, like, you know, even it, through my 20s, I played video games a lot. Yeah. And even into my 30s. And then you know, there are probably people that are even older than me that are still video gaming a lot. One of my friends actually got divorced. And one of the reasons she gave people, like, you know, people start asking, like, man, what like, what happened? Did he cheat on you? And she was like, no, he just wanted to play video games all the time. And that's why they got divorced. Sorry, I wasn't cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> she probably cheated. Yeah. He was at home playing video games. She was out getting her freak on. Uh, another thing that I did want to talk about today, though, not just cheating uh, wives, is the 2023 NFL draft. We are almost halfway through the NFL season, week eight, starting uh, Thursday night. The draft order is starting to shake out, and I think it's interesting because we're even seeing teams like the Colts and the Panthers, who probably need a quarterback. I don't think there's enough of them to go around. This is yeah. your current, before the Thursday night football game, your current top 10 draft order, the Detroit Lions selecting number one overall, the Houston Texans at two, the Panthers at three. This one's a real kick in the nuts. Philadelphia Eagles selecting number four overall because they have the Saints first round pick. Hashtag ouch. How'd they do that again? I don't even remember. What the? What did the Saints trade to the Eagles? I don't know. Uh, Number five overall is the Texans from the Cleveland Browns. So they have have two picks in the top five right now. Uh, Next pick, number six overall. Here's a little bit of a theme for you. Seattle Seahawks picking number six because they have the Denver Broncos. Yes, those Denver Broncos. They have their first round pick. Number seven, team we never see drafting this high, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number eight, the Jaguars. Nine, the Raiders. And ten, the Falcons. A pretty interesting little top 10 so far. Again, like seeing teams like the Eagles up there is not super surprising. They've drafted pretty high in you know, some recent drafts. But the fact that it's coming from the Saints, mm-hmm. the Texans having two top five picks, and then the Seahawks. Yep. Seahawks don't look too bad right now. They don't. And back to the Eagles trade real quick on how they got the Saints. It was last year when the Eagles traded picks 19, 16, That's or 16 right. 19, and 194. And the Saints gave 18, 101, 237, mm-hmm. a first-rounder for this year and a second-rounder for next yep. year. And that's when, you know, a lot of us, uh, including us, I believe, kind of praised them for like, oh, man, like, yeah, okay, now you have two first-round picks next mm-hmm. year. You can make a run on a quarterback. And we thought that was going to be Deshaun Watson. But yeah. I think they have their quarterback. <laughs> and now they're going to have a top-four pick. And one thing that I just made some notes of on here that is – Interesting to me, and maybe I'm just wrong. The Detroit Lions selecting number one overall, it feels like, to me, they're going to go with a quarterback. I don't know what Jared Goff's contract situation is, but if you're the Lions and you're drafting one or two this year, I think it's time. You've, you've kind of solidified your offensive line. You've got some running backs in there. 
Amon Ross St. Brown looks good. You can draft a quarterback now, and I, I think that's kind of the trajectory that they're on, and I, I agree with that. So Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, that's cool. One of them probably going number one overall. The Texans are another team uh, drafting two overall right now. Davis Mills is okay. I don't know that you pass up on Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud because you have him, Yeah. especially with having two top five picks. I feel like you can take a risk on that quarterback if you want one. And that's the thing. And one thing that I want to – I don't want to just, like, be a conscious minor, but I just want to keep thinking is, like, we're always going to think quarterback, quarterback, quarterbacks right here in the first round. It always ends up being, like, an offensive lineman, an edge rusher. Like, team – we're starting to see teams overlook quarterbacks a little bit more. It's like, okay, you know, we can maybe get a guy a little bit later. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> We've seen teams like the Lions, <laughs> the Texans, and the Panthers <laughs> pass on quarterbacks for a long time. Guess what you're doing? Yeah. Y'all picking top three now. <laughs> That's a very solid point. That's a very, very solid point. Go but you're right. We have. We have seen teams recently not draft a quarterback. Like a C.J. Stroud. Now y'all suck. <laughs> uh, seeing a C.J. Stroud go to the Lions, I would like that. Uh-huh. I think that would be awesome. Now for the Texans, do you go get Bryce Young or do you wait? Can Davis Mill be the guy if you have someone for him to throw the ball to? Right, and I I won't lie. I haven't watched a lot of Davis Mills this year. I haven't either, so. It seems like the Texans have always been pretty happy with him. Uh, now drafting number two overall or you know wherever they're going to be. Maybe they do decide to go the quarterback direction. Or maybe they keep kicking the can down the road and say, no, we're not really ready to get a quarterback yet. We're going to continue to surround our guys with some other pieces. I don't know whether that's. Offensive line, I, I, taking a receiver this high is probably going to be a little too much. Maybe they trade back. Yeah, you know, you've got the Panthers sitting there at number three overall. They're going to have a new coach. I think they would love to get a quarterback. I don't know that there's three quarterbacks in this draft, though. Yeah. I think there will probably be three drafted in the first round. Uh, but if you're the Panthers, like, do you try to trade up with the Texans? Do you try to trade back for you know one of these quarterbacks later? Uh, a lot of people like Will Levis out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, Hendon Hooker is kind of trending upwards. I don't know if he's a draft prospect. What about a guy like Max Duggan? Is he a name that kind of starts nope, to slide not up? not at all. Really? Is he undefeated making a run at Big 12? Uh, if he is drafted in the third round, I'll be shocked. Okay. I just want to throw the name out there. <laughs> you know, if he's one of those guys that's just kind of slowly I don't think sneaking so. his way, he showed athleticism with his <laughs> legs. Seems to be making good throws. I'm not saying, hey, I'm not, I know it's coming off like I'm trying to make this happen. I am not. I am just asking the question. Okay. I would be <laughs> shocked. I've been wrong before. Guys like Levis and, and Hendon Hooker, they've been kind of talked about for a while. I haven't been impressed at all by anything that I've seen from Will Levis. I wouldn't draft him that high. And Hendon Hooker, it looks. He looks really good this year, and I know we've talked about him a little bit, and I was kind of like, yeah, this is my guy, kind of called it. I still don't know. He is, he's 25 years old. He's still playing college football. This is literally a man amongst boys. You're throwing against 19- and 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. That that's, makes a difference. Well, it's Joe Burrow, though. Same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, he was old, too. You, I you'll get some guys like 24, that. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, playing against guys like Lamar Jackson, who are like 20, 21, mm-hmm. and just killing it. So I don't, I don't think it's like an end-all, be-all. It's not like, oh, I'm not going to draft him. He's too old. But I do think you have to consider it. Uh, his body has developed. He's been in college for five or six years. 
is old. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I do like Hendon Hooker. I don't think I'm drafting him number three overall. So, but like, what are you going to do if you're the Panthers? You invested so many draft picks on that defense. Yeah. And I mean, you're pro- it feels like you're getting to trade away, you know, DJ Moore or Brian Burns. Or you're going to at least lose them soon. And if you don't, and if you find, I know, maybe, maybe you can keep them and you say, hey, we're going to hire a great head coach. We're going to revamp this thing. All we need is a quarterback. Be here for the rebirth. I mean, but at the same time, maybe like, hey, we thought we were here for the rebirth. We thought we were part of the rebuild. You missed out on the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey's gone. I'm not waiting. I want to go mm-hmm. win. And at that point, deuces. It, it, the, the shitty thing for the Panthers is that a lot of their team needs, like if they can't get a quarterback, draft is not real deep in. Like maybe you go ahead and you draft a defensive lineman like a Will Anderson. Yeah. You just go best player available. Like, There's your Brian Burns replacement. Right, but like the draft is strong on like interior defensive linemen. You want to draft one of them at three overall? You want to draft Jalen Carter right here? No. Right? It, like, the offensive line is I'll so what, far, though, it seems pretty weak. The Eagles would at four. That's your Fletcher Cox replacement. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagles well, are they so kind of loaded. Got that with Davis, excuse me. Never but mind. still, I, I still think that they could. Uh, like, go get the best offensive or defensive lineman. Yeah. And if that's Jalen Carter, I'd hate that if I was a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah. Putting those two guys back together. And Jalen Carter's so versatile. I, I think that he could. He could definitely be the pick. There Or maybe you just say, hey, we're pretty solid everywhere. We'll take the pass rusher. We will take Will Anderson. Uh, and then the Texans just cry themselves to sleep because there's a very good possibility Will Anderson could even fall to the Texans at five. Yeah. And if you're the Texans, I, I just at that point, you need to take the best available player at any position. You just need, you might be okay at running back. Damon Pierce looked good last week. That was his first kind of like good game in the mm-hmm. NFL. He's finally the you know, starting guy going forward here. Looks like you have something. You have nothing at receiver. Nico Collins is there. I don't even know how well he's done. Chris Conley no longer on the team. Uh, Nico Collins has been dealing with the injury. I only throw that name out there because if you guys have been listening to the show long enough. <laughs> I just I heard six five speed stride in Michigan. I thought that's what Kansas City needs <laughs> yeah, two I years did. ago. You drafted him on Madden. I did, and he dominated. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Goes to the Texans, not so much. It's crazy how that works out. Uh-huh. But, like, Brandon Cooks is there. He's older. Everyone's talking about him being on the trade, going somewhere else again. Who knows? He's probably on pace for another 1,000-yard receivers, or receiving yards. But defensively, too, for the Browns, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anybody on their team. For the Texans? Yes, that plays defense. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I like do Like, off think. the top of my head, right? They could go with just whoever the best defender is. They, they drafted some guys last year. They drafted Derek Stingley, Jr., that's correct. I did. I think he's I probably that. playing okay. I don't know. Don't I haven't watched the Texans play. And then Jalen Petrie, the safety out of Baylor. I think they drafted him as well. They so did. you've got some pieces there that you're probably okay building around. I don't know that you're taking a corner at number five either. It, but you know, honestly, looking at like the receivers, I don't think the receivers are living up to the hype that we kind of we all put them on. Like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was talking about him as, like, a top-five pick. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. has been tearing it up. Right, and so and even their, uh, the other receiver that they have has been very good. So I don't, I don't know that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be drafted that high. And he's not a big guy. He's, yeah. you know, Chris Olave-sized. Chris Olave got drafted way. in the teens. Chris Olave has been tearing it up. Yeah, and, he's uh, I keep forgetting like to put him in the starting lineup on fantasy football. Well, that's just 
Yeah. That's my luck. I'm 0 and 6. I don't want to hear about it. You're 0 and 6. In our league, I've not won a fucking game. <laughs> oh, I no. started off, my team looked so good. They are so bad. You want me to run you through my roster right now? Sure, if you would like. Because it's Owen. This is like, like I'm very six. unhappy with my team, but I think I'm like two, three, and one or something. I don't know, something <laughs> yeah. stupid. Three, three. I saw our buddy Sam the other day, and I'm like, "How you doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm doing good, but at least I picked up a win against you in fantasy football." Oh, excuse me, I'm Owen seven. <laughs> Took another L. <laughs> yeah. Who's your quarterback? Um. Well, it was. Like uh, my my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, and I absolutely hate him. And then um, my running back position has been banged up. Uh, A.J. Dillon's done nothing for me. I had Bre- Brees Hall in there. He tore his ACL. I'm just, it's been a rough year for me. I don't remember who I had at quarterback that I thought was going to be, I thought he got hurt. Anyways, my starter quarterback right now is Andy Dalton. <laughs> running backs, I was fine with this. <laughs> DeAndre Swift and Najee Harris. Uh-huh. I was good with that. Then Michael Pittman Jr. at receiver, along with Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. uh, Darnell Mooney, Brandon Cook. How's he doing? Because that's another Mooney. one of your – he's a year guy. I, just, I, mean, he, I have no idea. The last four weeks, he's had 13 points, 7 points, 13 points, and 8 points. So he's been Solid. kind of middle of the road. Is he your number three receiver or two receiver? For me? Yeah. Uh, technically number four because I got Brandon Cook starting over him. Wow. Then I got Brandon Ayuk as well, Zach Ertz, Justin Fields as a backup quarterback, and then the Titans defense. You might want to start Justin Fields this week. Can't win a damn game, dude. <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields plays Dallas. Andy Dalton plays Vegas. I don't know. It, it, it's close. I'll let you set my, my line. I do think way. Justin Fields might have a game where he kind of goes off. It looks like he was kind of progressing. He did. He looked solid. He made some plays. I think maybe he's getting Didn't comfortable. Didn't you say last offense. episode, too, you were done with him? Justin Fields? No, not last episode. Well, episode before? Someone recently told me, like, I think I'm out on Justin Fields. I thought it was you. If it's not, it's fine. I, I don't I'm know not if trying I to throw that. you underneath the bus. Yeah, I, I, I could have that said way. that. Uh, I think that I questioned him. I don't know if I said I was done with him. But, like, it, it, it did not look good at the early parts of the season. Yeah. But last week, Monday last night. Last week, he looked a lot better. He made a lot of good throws. While he's a quarterback getting... that I would like to see be good. Yes. I don't know if it's going to happen. He kind of threw me like back it. to his Ohio State days where he makes a good play, but then yes. he gets immediately rocked and that's by what I think maybe even Dan Orlovsky was pointing out, like, hey, they're doing similar stuff to what he did at Ohio State. And then that's why they're seeing some success. I just don't know why they, why teams don't do that when you draft a guy. Why draft a guy and they'd be like, hey, what you were good yeah. at, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, we it's watched you for happen. three years be really good at doing this. You're never going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Try something new. Go ahead and throw that hope out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to some of these draft picks, though. How about number six overall? This might be the most intriguing one to me, is the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Because what do they do? You're drafting at number six. I don't know that you can make a move for a quarterback. I don't know that they even want to. Yeah, I mean, Geno Smith's doing just fine, honestly. even looking at their depth chart, they did such a good job in the draft last year. I don't even know what they draft. Like, they addressed offensive line last year. They took Charles Cross, and Mm -hmm. I believe he has started every single game for them at left tackle. Stud. Abraham Lucas has looked pretty solid at right tackle. So you're probably not drafting a guard or a center in the top five or six. Then you go to the defensive side of the ball. 
they're they're killing it. Last year they drafted Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant. R.I.P. They are hashtag killing it. <laughs> they have looked incredibly good at corner. So even like I don't think you drafted yeah. one of them. You have Quandre Diggs at safety. You're you know you you've got Puna Ford on the defensive line. I guess you just maybe you hope that you can get one of those pass rushers. Boy Maffe, the guy out of Minnesota, he was he's been pretty yeah. solid too. They had one hell of a draft. We we're gonna look back at this and be like, they did it again. Yeah. I mean they draft like I, four Pro Bowlers in one draft. JK bitch, here we go. <laughs> Your guy Kenneth Walker <laughs> oh, killing man, it last week. <laughs> You know, and that's what I get. You I just had him you know, on I your really roster. released him. I was like, he's not even playing. Get him out of here. That's why I'm 0 7. I'm, I have the Kenneth Walker the third curse. 0 7. Yeah. Karma tried to help you. She did. And you she said, tried her no, best. Karma. Honey, honey, trust the process. There ain't no process. I want gain well. I'm going to put the wrong name in your mouth just to help you. And you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, that's my own doing. And I also dropped Jamal Williams the week prior. DeAndre Swift goes down the next game. He goes off like 20 points. It's like awesome. And who freaking picked him yeah. up? Our guy Matt, of course, of all people. And then he immediately lets me know about it. It's like, I get it. You win again. Yeah. So the Seahawks, I, I guess maybe they can just go best defensive, like pass rusher. That might be an interior lineman. Might be one of those dudes from Clemson. Um, I, I doubt Will Anderson will make it that far to them. I, Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, is an interesting one too. Like, can he can he go that high? I don't know. I don't know they need him, but I, I saw his name on a list. So I was like, oh, is this a spot for them? Uh, the Steelers, just offensive line. Yeah, big time. I don't care if it's the biggest reach ever. You sit right there and you draft the best offensive lineman that you can get your hands on because your offensive line. The one at Alabama. Is oh, I mean, it feels like without a doubt. Like, this is the worst I've ever seen the Steelers look. In the fact that Chase Claypool's name is being thrown out there in terms of, like, trade discussion offers, I was like, yep. what's going on? Like that's, and George Pickens has looked good. That's fine. Deontay Johnson, we understand. But it's like, man, how are you just not They're getting really involved with Chase Claypool and letting him make plays? Yeah, uh, he's on my fantasy team, so tell me about it. They're trending in the wrong direction. We've never seen it before. And... I, and I don't say that like, oh, they're losing games this year. I mean, they're like losing games this year, and it looks like they're going to continue to lose games for the next couple of years. I'm, just, I'm not seeing it with Kenny Pickett. I never did see it with Kenny Pickett. You have no offensive line help. These receivers that were like, oh, they'll just draft another one. Claypool not really living up to it this year. I'm sure George Pickens will. And the, even their defense, though, is kind of struggling a little bit. It's, it's very weird to see – Pittsburgh playing the way that they are. So they've, they've got to grab an offensive well, it also lineman. doesn't help their dealings on the defensive side of the ball. Like T.J. Watt going down to the entry early on in the year, never want to see that. It happens. Devin Bush, I don't think he's turned into the guy that they all thought he would. That's for sure. Mika Fitzpatrick's yep. been dealing with his fair share of lingering issues as well. Some of them haven't necessarily taken him off the field, but it's kind of affecting his playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then at number eight, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you just surround Trevor Lawrence with whatever you want. Like at this point, if they want to take a receiver, yep. take one. If you want to take another offensive lineman, I think they're a little bit happy with their O-line. Just help him in some way. It seems like they're happy with Travis Etienne. They just traded James Robinson. So help out yep. your guy. 
You took your pass rusher last year. Your defense hasn't looked terrible. You've got some nice young pieces there. So maybe just help out Trevor. And, like, reliable talent on offense, too. Like, that's the big thing. Like, you, you traded James Robinson away to the Jets. You know, this would be a good spot for Michael Meyer. I don't know who the Jaguars' tight end is. But that would be a sexy pick that I would like. I think they, they just took someone last year, didn't they? Not early, but... I don't know. But that's just... They have Evan Ingram. They signed okay, him. Yeah. Michael Meyer. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Put him there. It helps your run game. Gives him another target. For people that don't know that name, who is he? Tight end out of Notre Dame. Nicknamed Baby Gronk. He's, he actually lives up to the hype. He's, I think he's going to be a very good tight end. Maybe drafting him in the top ten is too much. But like, what else are you going to do? Go, t- go get your TJ Hawkinson. I mean, don't be yeah. scared to go get your tight end. Yeah, let, just do it. Like we said, you've got some good young pieces uh, with Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd on defense that you drafted those guys last year. Chad Momoa, the linebacker. You've got some good, solid things going on. Maybe you draft a, a corner or safety, or maybe you just get a big ass kicker at tight end. That's what I would do. But I have a podcast, and I'm not running an NFL team. Uh, number nine, Las Vegas Raiders. O-line? O-line Help. defense. I mean, my God. It just... It, what are the Raiders going to do at quarterback? I'm not saying take a quarterback here. But what are you – is Derek Carr your answer? Is he your guy? Is this his last year? I, I think with Derek Carr, they're going to play him like uh, the, the Falcons did Matt Ryan. It's like, hey, do you want to be here? All right, we'll give you one more year. And then after that, we're probably going to trade. Vegas is – I don't know. I don't, the Colts are like, fuck it, one more shot. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing with him? <laughs> All right, we'll take him. You pay some of his contract. How many third-round picks <laughs> yeah. do you want? <laughs> I got two more. <laughs> that is like – Somebody start doing the jersey swap for him right now. I do feel Derek Carr will be an Indianapolis Colt. It almost Especially makes too much sense. If, if Chris Ballard and Reich are still there, Derek Carr will be just an buy Indianapolis Colt. Just buy Jim or say, like, a really cool old-style guitar. He'll be happy. You'll be in his yeah, good graces. Some kind of collectible. In your set. Yeah, try to bring Devontae Adams with him. Do something crazy like that. The Raiders, though, honestly, just draft a guy that's going to be on the team for, like, three years. <laughs> That's the bar for them right Solo. now. Draft a player in the first round that can play three seasons. Or maybe play for four seasons but start for three of them. Yeah. I think Raiders fans would be happy with you would, that. I mean, you would have to think. You would hope. I mean, just off the top of my head, Cleveland Furl, not good. Reach for him. Jonathan Abrams, not good. Josh Jacobs, good. He's a running back that you probably didn't need to draft so high. What the Raiders need, um, Henry Ruggs. They need a, a not good covering thumping linebacker. Like yeah. that's they need someone that's going to guard these tight ends in the West or cover the middle of the field. Because I say tight ends in the West, Travis Kelsey. But at the same time, it's like it's hard to cover Travis Kelsey. You just need someone to eat up the middle of the field where that can't be an option. And like drafting so high in the top ten, but you have two great yes pass rushers. So you don't need that. So I do you take another chance on a corner? I don't know. There are a lot of different directions that the Raiders can go in, honestly. And then the last team, number 10 overall, is the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are another interesting one, picking at number 10 overall. 
Maybe they take a chance on a guy like Hendon Hooker. But they just drafted Desmond Ritter last year. Marcus Mariota looks look bad. Yeah. He looks like a bridge quarterback. Like, hey, we, we are going to lose some games, but we'll be able to draft yeah. some guys. That's okay. So I, if you're the Falcons, you've kind of addressed your playmakers. Said, you go receiver, receiver and tight end. You have Drake get Calvin Ridley back next year. Why maybe <laughs> place more bets. Son of a bitch. Or maybe Fanduel gets him back next year. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but I, there are another teams like all right. Let's look at the defensive side of the ball. Anything on defense makes sense mm-hmm. for them. I will say another question that I would like to address. How high does B. John Robinson go? Panthers, three. <laughs> I mean, really? I, they have Chuba I'm going to try to take off my Texas glasses here. I think he's one of the best running back prospects I've ever seen. Like, put him up there with Saquon Barkley. Saquon went number two overall in a quarterback-heavy draft. Probably shouldn't have gone the that Panthers, high overall. What they're going to do is they're going to get a new head coach, and they're going to bring in another one of these free agent quarterbacks that's going to be available. I don't know who it's going to be, but someone eventually is going to be an available free agent quarterback. They're like, we can make do this year with this. And it's not going to be Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. It's going to be somebody else. Then you take B. John Robinson as your Christian Caffrey literally replacement right there at number three. Yeah, but better. That's a bold statement. I said it like <laughs> I was going to let you have it. I, that was a bold I don't know if you saw a look on my face like better. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the all-time great players. Let me go ahead Football and run away with that today. real fast. <laughs> I, th- I think B. John Robinson is going to be special. Like the Panthers, if they're drafting at three, here's the one that is borderline exciting for me is the Eagles. They've yeah. got some running backs. But if you get the but Man, if back, you put B. John Robinson on that offense, like, sorry, Kenny Gainwell, like, Enjoy returning kicks because that's yeah. what you do now. Miles Sanders, you can come in every if once the in a Panthers, while. If you're the Panthers, you are tired. hoping that you stay right here. You take Bijan Robinson. Next year, suck again, Quinn Ewers. <laughs> Problems bingo, bingo. solved. <laughs> you know, the, the Falcons are another team, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. Top 10. You've drafted a tight end. You've drafted a receiver. You don't really have a running game. Go get your running do back. Do you think... Uh, is Arthur Smith their head coach, correct? They're, um, not yeah, their, yeah, yeah, Arthur Smith, yeah, the Falcons head coach. I was thinking they're Arthur running Blake. back right now, Tyler Algrier. He's looked okay. He's looked fine. They've done a huge running back by committee type of deal this season where they've just pounded the ball. Do you think he wants a running back like, like Robinson? And I know that's, you know, that's kind of one of those deals to us where it's like, you know, who well, wouldn't want to look run where back he came from Robinson, but he, Derrick Henry, ex- exactly. With the Titans. So he probably does want that. Guy that can carry the we've ball. We've heard him in his mic'd up segments where he's just like, we're going to pound the rock. Also, like, I can't imagine being a football guy and be like, nah, I don't really need a yeah. running back. Maybe I'm still too old. No, I feel like but if you can get your hands on a guy like Bijan Robinson, take the him. The worst part is, it was just like, we haven't seen a running back. Or, and tell me if I'm wrong. We haven't seen a running back that's like that on a team be the key difference. No, they're, they're not impactful. Yeah. Like, During the regular Saquon, season, getting drafted yes, number when two. you get to the postseason, it's like we need someone that's going to get us four or five yards of carry yeah. and pound the ball when we need to. 
but we're getting this ball out of our hands and we're letting our playmakers make plays. And the running backs just don't right. seem to be a part of that unless it's James White in the Super Bowl against the yeah. Falcons, which like the, I still don't understand. How the hell did he not win MVP of that Super Bowl? The, I don't think the Panthers are in a position to take a running back. They need to address some other needs, especially drafting that high. The Eagles, to me, are an interesting one because they do have so many other good, solid pieces that it might just be, yeah, we don't need a running back, but this is Best a special player running back. Boom, here it is. So we are going to add him. Man, that would be scary. Or maybe you know, teams trade back. Like the Texans, maybe they're happy with what they have. The Seahawks seems like they should be happy with what they have at running back. Steelers, they're fine. Jaguars, you have each. If the Raiders, the this Raiders, luck. the Raiders continue to just shit the bed and fall further up or down the draft to where we want to mention it here. Oh, we don't have an offensive line. Let's just okay. take a running back <laughs> and waste him for years to come. That that would. That would not be good. I would not like that. But the Eagles are one that is exciting for me. The Falcons are intriguing. I don't really like the Falcons. I've talked about that before. But even pulling up like Tankathon, looking at who's drafted number 11 overall, is the Miami Dolphins. Bijan Robinson plus Mike McDaniel. Boner alert. That's, I would be happy yeah. with that one. I do think that he that Bijan Robinson can go. Top if it wasn't for the trade of Christian McCaffrey just last week, I would say the 49ers. Or maybe at the same time, he kept both of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of teams that could do it, though, especially as you start to kind of scroll down and look at the rest of the NFL. Uh, Arizona Cardinals say, currently yeah. number 12. I, they could the pull the Bears, trigger on a running back. That would be great with the Bears, too. Great dump off target for Washington. Justin I don't know how they're how happy they are with what they have at well, running Robinson's back. back after being shot. Yeah, but I know, but like, he got shot. <laughs> he seems to be fine, which is crazy. I don't know. Tampa Bay. I'll be honest. I don't know. You could would. get shot and then just come back to normal life after that. I, I don't think we could. That makes sense. That's fair that's, statement. That's just. I think that's just a hint. Right, yeah, I'm. Also, I'm that actually, song I'm many men. You're going to be embarrassed. The intro? I'd never heard that song before. You, you're telling me you didn't bump that with some subwoofers and an S10 with a backwards hat on? No. Uh, what was it? When that coin hits the table on the intro, that's a great Is that what intro. that is? A hit? Is it a coin on the table? What are some of his other songs? I don't know the titles of them. You tell me the titles. I'm like, yes. Like Lollipop? I know that one. I know that one. In the club? Yep. I guess those are the two. Yeah. Twenty one questions was a good one. It was like a, it's like a love song. Nope, don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, get rich yep, or die trying. That, that whole yeah, album is fire. But many men, I hadn't heard it. And when I saw it for the intro, I was like, dude, this is a dope song. And I was like, that's fucking Fifty Cent. Like I know Fifty Cent's uh-huh. story. That's a guy that was hanging upside down. It looked like he's about to pass his ass out. <laughs> he did so good before. <laughs> I had a bet with an ex girlfriend one time. Uh, because 50 Cent and Kanye West, now by the other name, and he's weird, they were going to drop albums at the same time. And she was like, Kanye West album is going to do so much better. And I said, you don't know what you're talking about. 50 Cent is going to do it. And those guys had like a deal, like whoever, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, because the internet was still in its uh-huh. early phases for me. It was like whoever sold the most was going to win and the other person would retire. And I was like, say goodbye to Kanye West. 50 Cent is about to break records. He's great. 
Kanye record killed it. Sorry, I, I apologize for the coughs. I've been dealing. I know I was sick what last a, week. It's kicking my ass this week. So I apologize for the coughing in the show. What a fall from grace for Kanye West. I, it, it's, I don't even want to say it's unreal because I feel like he's just been bleeding himself in this direction of just the stupid mm-hmm. shit he says. It's like everyone has dropped his ass. And I don't feel like. Oh, I, and I don't follow him very closely anymore. I don't, I don't like, I, I'll be completely honest. I don't know what he said. Like, I've heard it's, like, anti-Semitic, and it's just, oh, yeah. it was not good. I know the comments were made about Jews, but, like, I... He said he's going to go, like, Deathcon 3 on the Jews. And he keeps declaring that he's a Jew. And he, like, refuses to even say the word Jewish. He's like, no, I'm not Jewish. I'm a Jew. <laughs> what? He's, he's lost Is he trying it. to, like, he's go a, Hitler or something? Is that person. what he's meaning by that? Like... <laughs> yeah, he's... He's Holy gone. smokes. Did he get beat up? I thought I saw a picture you remember of him the other people... day. It looked like he got this shit. No, I think he just looks rough. Okay. I remember uh, not too long ago, people defending him on Twitter. It's like, hey, he has mental health mm-hmm. problems. Take it easy on him. Sorry? No. Yeah, I ain't just get help. I ain't... And I loved Kanye. One of my favorite rappers. That's why him time. and Kim got divorced, because I think she just kind of responded. She's like, I can't keep defending his own battles. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Pete Davidson thing. Yeah. It's it all weird. Back to this uh, draft order, though, and where B. John Robinson might land. Sitting currently, if the, the NFL ended today, the L.A. Chargers right there at 21. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think they're probably pretty happy with what they have in Eckler. Yeah, you think so? I said the Chargers. I meant the Rams. Excuse me. Yeah, okay. my bad. <laughs> I was going to say, like, my I, I don't think that they will take a running back. But the Rams, I'm the, the, Rams. the Rams gave their pick up to the Lions. So, excuse me, that's not even mm-hmm. going to be it. You know, another one that's, like, scary slash exciting, the Ravens. I don't know what J.K. Dobbins is ever going to do again. If the Ravens could get a running back like B. John Robinson, that would just be fun to watch as a fan. Now, throw in the fact that I'm a Chiefs fan, eh, don't want to see it. The team I don't want to see it to, the Buffalo Bills. If that happens, if they don't win the Lombardi this year, give it to them next year because yikes. Mm -hmm. Yep. The NFL draft, though, not too far away. It's, it's nice City. to kind of get back into it. Uh, yeah, in Kansas City. It's a weird draft, though. Like I said, uh, the quarterbacks, like even though we have Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I think they're a, almost a little bit of a disappointment. That's, that sounds really weird to say, and maybe more context is needed. I don't know that they're going to live up to like the big hype that everybody wants them to, even come draft time. I don't know that they do go one two overall. Well, I wonder, does this maybe help them too, though? Where they kind of just—I don't want to say like slide underneath the radar, but I also I don't feel like we've been talking about the draft class, not us, but I just feel like in general, like we're not hearing really much about this draft class leading into the season. I know we talked about it last episode, where it's like yeah. usually at some point we have the defining guy, like this is going to be a number one pick. I don't know that for this year. I've not heard it from anybody. Yeah, I mean, Will Anderson is definitely for up sure, there. But like, I've, uh, still, it's not like there's anyone that's been out like, this is your number one pick of the 2023 NFL mm-hmm. draft, yada, yada, yada. But my point here, what I'm saying is, does this kind of help the quarterbacks with those two, especially leading into you know, the combine at the end of the year where it's like, okay, hey, we didn't give these guys enough attention. Look at the way, you know, look at the way they're testing. Look at the throws. You know how smart these guys are, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I think what's really going to help them is the fact that there are so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL. And so many teams that desperately need a quarterback 
like those three teams that we mentioned, there's like no excuse anymore for them not to. Like the Lions, you you need to take yeah. a quarterback this year. The Texans, you probably need to take a quarterback too. And the Panthers are just hoping that one of those teams <laughs> wins a game. And then they're drafting number two overall. <laughs> that you need to like monitor the phone lines because the Panthers are going to be like, hey, we'll give you $250,000 if you just – you know, a team that we've not like, mentioned please. at all yet, and I am so happy to not be discussing them in the top ten pick anymore, the New York Jets or the Giants. Like, yeah, Jets. Congratulations. Sitting right there at five and two, the New York Giants at six and one. Second half of the season could go straight through the old poop hole and just be really, really bad. Right now, though, absolutely loving it. New York football's back. In Buffalo as yeah. well. Have you seen the renderings for their new stadium? I have not. They they put some out today. I didn't think anything. I didn't think much of it. It's just like, hey, there's a picture. It's a big stadium. Did uh, Schefter anybody tweet it out? Show show me when the drone comes through. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> I feel like those drawings and like the renderings that they put out stadiums never look like that. No, because like something else happens. It's like, just like, eh, hey, let me draw strangers. something that's pretty outlandish, and then it's like that looks awesome. Let's release it to everyone. And then you bring in the architect. It's like, this is what you can afford. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those materials actually, actually backordered for about three years. Sorry. Uh-huh. I, I saw the price was like $1.4 billion. Ooh, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it's going to be a dome. You look to the inside, not a dome. It looks like a soccer stadium, like overseas. It does. It, it's, it's very bland. They've built it to where it's going to hold the word that noise, I would use. That's the type of design for the overhang, kind of like Seattle. Yeah. That's what that's going to be for. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I, I hope that they why, do Why are they going with the glass outers? Like I've noticed a lot of stadiums are doing that. The Vikings did it in Minnesota. The Rams did it. It is a pretty cool uh, Atlanta did it. <laughs> the one that I looked up, so I just went to the buffalobills.com. And they have a picture up. What is up with the giant buffalo? I'm so glad you. That's what I'm just looking at. I think. You know what would be cooler? Real buffaloes. Like a field. Like, don't give me just a bunch of. This is buffalo. You're going to have those dumbasses in Buffalo that are like, fuck breaking through a table. Go ride the buffalo. Yeah. Have you seen what they do to people at Yellowstone (laughs) National Park? Now we are in (laughs) Buffalo. Like, they don't want to tailgate, tailgate on that asphalt anyway. Give them a field. Let them roam. Tailgating in Buffalo. With the only Buffalo. thing that I'm upset with on this uh, field deal, that scoreboard looks like it sucks. Every other new stadium we've seen has got a dope scoreboard. That one's just bland. Yeah, when you see the inside of the stadium, you're like, oh, it's a oval. Right, put a lot of effort into that. Cool. <laughs> Where are your suites yeah, at? There's, like, there's nothing special about it. No, like, luxury all. seating. Hey, we put seats all around <laughs> it. That's what Someone built did. us on Madden and then threw it on the game. That's exactly what this is. They spent 30 days <laughs> working on the outside of this rendering. And then they got, you know, crunch time. architect like, full oh, Kyler shit. Murray. Oh, shit. I, this yeah, we, uh, we fired the guy that was supposed to be doing the interior. <laughs> put something together. <laughs> Real quick. Oh, man. <laughs> Outside looks pretty yeah, cool. Go, Inside, go, go to Madden 1996 and see what stadiums they have available there. Just take that picture. They spent so I'm much sure money on the Buffalo outside the stadium. They said forget the scoreboard on the inside. You put 
$0.4 billion into these fake-ass <laughs> buffaloes. When you could have spent $250,000 and got <laughs> real buffaloes. Hope your insurance is good. He's going to have a couple deaths <laughs> in your hands. How are they not running a real buffalo out on the field? Yeah, why not? Why not? They do yes, it in Colorado? That would be amazing. Do it. Could you imagine if they did? Like, they don't tell anybody about it. You have the guy. You have the Colorado Buffalo Herder boys come on down or up to, to Buffalo here, and you run that fucker out there. Up and over, yeah. <laughs> right? Show us how I would become a Bills fan for the Here's day. the problem, though, that in Colorado, so many times that damn thing gets really? loose. Yeah, I can't imagine what the insurance is like on that. Like, hey, by the way, we're going to run a Buffalo. Uh, cheerleaders, please get off the fucking field. <laughs> oh, also, he's probably going to shit while he does. <laughs> does that happen? It's better than running a damn boomer schooner out there, Dipping though. Dipping the thing, thing over. over. God. <laughs> you know what I just I don't know. I say do it. Buffalo run up like 30 miles an hour. How do they get mm-hmm. the Buffalo to not outrun them? That's why they're always like trying to kind of like hold it back and run, but it gets loose. Fairly he frequently. reached top speed. <laughs> That's 20 miles an hour, boys. We're done. Let him go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good luck with that thing, though. But it, you should. You should run a real buffalo. Again, I don't have to pay for it, so I don't really care. I just want to see it. I am also glad that the stadium, the renderings and stuff, it looks cold as balls out it there. It does. They weren't like, hey, here's a nice September Sunday. They're like, no, this is November. Like the people, the fake people, you can put them in whatever you want. They're all in, like, stocking caps in winter. Are they walking on ice? The trees don't have leaves on them. (laughs) There's Christmas lights up. (laughs) It's a good picture. Check it out online. You can find it. I think that's it for us today, though. A long, random, weird uh, show that we had. But we appreciate you guys sticking with us, listening to it wherever you get your podcast. Big Country and I back at it again on Sunday, breaking down everything that happens in the world of sports, you have the NBA season oh, yeah. going on right now. Uh, world Series starts Friday. We're yep. go Philly. 27 straight days of football starts tomorrow or today, tonight, yeah. Thursday night football. Halloween. <sighs> Halloween is. weekend. You got a costume picked out? Are you doing anything? I think I'm going to be a cowboy. Really? You know what? I might, I might do the same thing. I got a trick or treat event it's, happening. Like if we're being honestly, if we're being honest, I have all the stuff to do it. So it's like I don't have to go buy anything. Which is a great – because that's what I was thinking. Like, I really don't want to go buy anything. I'm just going to rip it up, dog. I'm going to put a hat on, and it'll be like, yep. hello, I am a cowboy. I mean, it's a costume when hey, I wear it anyway. I've been hanging out. I might pick up a lady with that cowboy hat on. <laughs> you want some yeah, candy, sweetheart? Where's your mommy at? Because I know daddy ain't around. <laughs> Sounds inappropriate when you talk about trigger treaters yeah. that way. Well, Okay. Ah. Good night, guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, single mom? <laughs> you gotta word it differently. We're gonna lose listeners that way. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you again on Sunday.